Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Today in Title Town Packers podcast. My name is Griffin. You can follow me on Instagram at All Day Packers, and I'm joined by my good friend Braun, who you can follow on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. And we are coming back to you with another episode of the podcast, this time after the Packers pick up their second win of the season over the New Orleans Saints at Lambeau Field in the home opener. Comeback victory, dramatic, exciting, so much to get into. Braun, how are you? Well, what an exciting game, Griff. That was certainly not the best of first quarter, second quarters, and third quarters, but what a fourth quarter, right? I mean, 18 points after scoring literally zero points in each of those quarters. Zero points, Griff. There's a lot to talk about, obviously. I mean, what a win, though, first of all. Just what a win. So fun. That was what we needed last week, but we got it this week. And feels good to get a signature win. Jordan's first signature home win. First signature comeback victory in Green Bay. And hopefully many to come. First career start at Lambeau Field for Jordan Love. And what a game it was on Sunday. It was exactly the opposite of what went wrong in Atlanta. Because in Atlanta, it was three great quarters, then one disastrous quarter. And against New Orleans, it was three quarters where they just looked terrible. And it looked like they had no hope. And you and I both said it felt like a Brett Hundley type of game. And then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, things just started clicking. The offense started moving the ball. The defense really stood up strong like they did all day. And the Packers walk out of there with a one-point victory. I have to get this out of the way. Jordan Love really did impress me on Sunday. I thought that he put together an excellent comeback win And he made some big-time throws, throws that, like I said, really impressed me. And it wasn't seven days ago that the Packers lost to the Falcons, and I was on the microphone saying that, well, a game manager doesn't lose you games, but they don't win you games either. And, of course, that's what I felt sitting through the first three and a half quarters of this game. And then Jordan did it. Jordan made the throws that he needed to make. He played better than he did throughout the entire game. Guys started making plays, and they got the win. So, again, Jordan Love really did impress me, and I'm inspired by that win, and I'm I'm inspired by the confidence that this offense probably got from that win. I really did think it was one of those games that, as you're watching this quarterback, who none of us have seen a ton of film on, none of us have seen a ton of him in action— but it felt like he can really throw the football. Like, I saw that in this game more than ever. But I feel like also, at the same time, there were more missed throws in this game than probably the last two. So a little bit of a dicey kind of game, I feel like, for Jordan. But, like, the ability to go out there and throw those throws when it mattered and make some of those incredible throws that he made with guys out, and that's along the entire offense and even our best corner on defense, there's a lot that has to be said about what he did to step up and play well enough down the stretch to carry us to victory. And he just, he made a lot of great throws, a lot of throws that I felt were, they looked special. They look accurate. They're impressive. The one to Romeo that he caught on the sideline, I thought that was an incredible ball looking back at it. And some of those, the one, the fade to Romeo for the touchdown, all many, many different throws. The one to Jaden Reed that was dropped that I thought should have been actually called the touchdown. There was many throws that he made that were very impressive, and then at times there was also throws like he missed Luke Musgrave deep, wide open over the middle. And there's and there's going to be missed throws every game, but I don't know. It's tough to I'm I'm much happier with the impressive throws that he made than I am disappointed in some of the missed throws that he had. So coming out with a win and feeling great about what this win does for our football team, I think it almost feels like 
this this almost feels like a, a second win in one week. It almost feels like two wins because of what this means kind of for the present Packers and the future, this kind of monumental building block of a game. I feel like this does a lot for Jordan's confidence. It does a lot for the team's confidence in him. It does a lot for the fans' confidence in the team and, and everything surrounding that building. I feel like we're just in a much better place. To be 2-1 and one after transitioning from the best quarterback of all time to a new quarterback it is really, really great. How could you ask for anything more? Uh, and we, we're, we're one point away, one, one field goal away from being 3-0. and oh. it, it, I love it. I love where we're at. I'm happy with the outcome, and I'm excited about what we're going to do these next few weeks. This has been, I think, the team that everyone kind of expected this season because the Packers are, yeah, they're one point away from being 3-0. and They're also one point away, one field goal away from being 1-2. and You're a glass half empty kind of guy, I see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I think there's some water in the glass, but I also think that the, there's some water missing from the glass. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, <laughs> I'm I guess, a moderator. I'm a fence sitter. What can I say? Yeah, there you go. No, but... Talking about this game, I think the main difference for the offense between the first three quarters and the fourth quarters in terms of what started going right, why did things start clicking, it really just came down to our young playmakers making plays. And that was really fun to watch. Like I said, the the Saints defensive backs, they were playing man coverage for about 50% of the snaps. That is really quite high for an NFL team. And the entire game, Jordan was trying to let his receivers make plays in one-on-one situations, and they weren't. The Saints had seven total pass breakups in this game. I mean, it wasn't hard to see throughout the entire game. The Saints were just breaking everything up. Number one, Elante Taylor had three pass breakups. Isaac Yidem, former Packer, had three pass breakups. The team that remember, was out there... I will, I'm going to say this. I remember when we said we're never going to hear that name again on this show. You know what? I also wrong. remember that. Yeah, you were wrong, wrong last year because I brought him up again, and then uh, you're wrong once again because here we are, a calendar year later, about two years after he's been on the team, just and won't we're go still away. talking about Isaac Yidem. How about that? Here's some trivia, Bron. Who did we trade for Isaac Yidem? Josh Jackson. Good job. So the team that was out there yesterday, I mean, th- it's just not a lot of guys who can separate on our end. Obviously, that changes with the addition of Christian Watson, but yesterday's receiving core was made up of guys who can't quite reliably separate on a consistent basis, but they can make highlight reel catches sometimes. And that style of football is naturally really volatile. I mean, there's a reason they call it a 50-50 ball. You know, it's hard to consistently move the ball down the field by making contested catches. And that's why in the first three quarters, the Saints were breaking everything up. And there were a lot of balls that our guys were just barely not able to bring in. And then in the fourth quarter, that all changes. They start moving the ball and they start scoring points because our guys started making plays. And I think that was the best part of the game for me was watching Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, even Samari Torre on the two-point our guys are just, they look so, they're so young and they're so raw and they're not going to make every play given to them, but we saw the flashes and the flashes couldn't have come at a better time in the fourth quarter of a game we were losing 17 to zero. This is a singular unit progression. This entire team is in a very similar place. You look at all of our offensive personnel, you look at Jordan Love, you look at a lot of the youth we have on defense, whether it's Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt, Eric Stokes, who's still not healthy, but we've got so many young guys with tons of talent, and the weapons on offense are obviously the biggest part of that, because 
we've got Jaden Reed, second round pick. We've got Christian Watson, second round pick. We've got Luke Musgrave, second round pick. Romeo Dobbs, fourth round pick. These guys are in their first and second year, and they're having to make plays very early, very quickly, just like Jordan Love, who is in his fourth year, his first year as a starter. He is a veteran, in a sense, to many of these guys, but it's also very new to him as well. And he's getting better with each game, and this is going to be a long progression, but these building block moments, I'll continue to say, they are monumental to the future of this team, just as important as they are for the present Green Bay Packers, who are trying to win as many football games as they can in the regular season in 2023. So this is, again, it's very impressive what they're doing. Jaden Reed stepping up, making catches, not having his best game ever, but certainly he's making plays at the right time. A lot of big catches in that fourth quarter. Romeo Dobbs continues to be, it looks like, until Watson is back, he's the definitive go-to guy for Jordan Love, which is awesome because he's making insane catches in year two that remind you of what a little bit of what Devontae can do in terms of just coming down with any football that's in his vicinity. So it's very impressive that he's able to, to catch pretty much anything that goes his way. And then The Luke catch Musgrave, radius I, with yes. Romeo... It's astonishing. Literally, just put it in his direction, and he'll, there's a good chance he's going to come down with it. It's the 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 catch on the sidelines. I don't know the last Packers receiver other than Devontae who's making that catch. It's just nuts to keep his feet in and then like reestablish. Like he had them, he catches the ball, gets like that full grasp of the ball, so he can survive the ground with it, and then gets his feet down just another time. So impressive that that catch was incredible, and it just tells you what kind of growth he's been a part of and how good he can be as he keeps along this development path. And then Luke Musgrave is the other guy that's been so impressive because he's constantly open, and he's making catches. He's going he's gonna to get better in a lot of ways. His game is still evolving, but I think what he brings to us is a matchup nightmare when he gets lined up against corners, when he gets lined up against safeties, when he gets lined up against linebackers. I just love what he brings to our offense. It's something we haven't had. I would have loved to have seen him with Aaron Rodgers at some point, but this is a great, this offense has a lot of young potential. The weapons are there. They're not established. They're not superstars yet. Christian Watson is the first guy that you think of when, when you see this offense on paper, but he hasn't even played yet and they're still having success. It's all very encouraging. I'm excited to see Watson and Aaron Jones back and hopefully our O-line gets a little healthier soon. All these things are super encouraging and I'm looking forward to everything that's coming with the growing pains, and also when you come out of the, the the win with some growing pains, it just gives you a chance to learn from those mistakes and keep that W on the board. So awesome to be a part of it. Super fun to watch. Wait, can we talk about Taylor? Swift or, or Alante? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a funny anecdote, just out of context. You can leave it in. Let's hope they can carry that momentum from the fourth quarter throughout the rest of the season because it was a real switch that was noticeable in the fourth quarter. And Jordan, I mean, he was not sharp at all throughout the first three quarters. A lot of misses, more misses than we had seen. The lowest completion percentage he's had so far. He threw a pick for the first time this season, and it was an ugly pick. There was another ball in there that probably should have been picked off. He just did not look confident. Another circus play where he's slipping and sliding on fourth and two on a fumble from Wilson. That if, was a great play call, but quite bad execution. Oh, great play parts. call. Love that play call, but good Lord, how many things went wrong there. First of all, we've got Wilson. 
I mean, his PFF passing grade is going to go down the toilet after that one because he's not even stepping into his throw. Oh, my gosh. He's off the back foot flicking it like Rodgers and it lands at Love's feet. <laughs> God, that was a mess. The uh, yeah. The entire offense was a mess when we're talking about the first three quarters. Just dropped passes. passes Love is throwing hitches too far inside. Easy pass breakups. Complete misfires from Love. That one down the middle to Musgrave, that was a really bad miss. That That's one where you're just like, ah, dude, you got to make that throw on Sundays. Love did make up for it in the fourth quarter. He just started stringing a lot of really good throws together. His guys were making just a lot of good catches in a row. And we got some defensive pass interference help. <laughs> I think Jordan Love is the best in the league at this one play. The, the deep ball underthrow... That leads to a DPI, a defensive pass interference. And it felt like at times, Griff, we've seen, and especially yesterday, I felt like there were plenty of balls that maybe should have been picked or uh, felt like they might have been picked or almost got picked. There's probably been about maybe half a dozen of those this season. So we've gotten lucky enough in that regard where there hasn't been any like balls that should have been completions that got popped up in the air and got picked. But I'm hoping that it stays that way because... All of a sudden, if if those balls start getting caught, or if there's more of those, that could be bad. But we've avoided that so far. He's thrown touchdown passes. I'm very happy with how he's played. And again, it's exciting to see how the success is coming so quick. We just have to keep it up. Against the Saints, Jordan kind of did everything that I said he couldn't or didn't do against Atlanta last week. Because, you know... After the Falcons game, I was saying, well, Jordan's just not quite at that level yet. He's not ready to put the team on his back. We don't have that quarterback who can do that anymore. But Jordan kind of did that against the Saints. I mean, his guys were making great plays, and he got lucky, like I said, with with the defensive pass interference calls. But he really just, he didn't shy away from the moment. People always say that about Jordan, and it was true again yesterday. He rose to the moment, and he put the team on his back, I think. And the team, they already certainly believed in him, but that had to be a motivating win for sure. He did not have much help in the run game. It was another week without Aaron Jones, another week without David Bakhtiari, and another another week week with, with Royce Newman. With Royce Newman playing at that left guard spot. Elton Jenkins, not on IR, luckily, but he is uh, still recovering with that knee injury, obviously, that he suffered last week. So the run game banged up in the O-line. Aaron Jones, one of the best backs in the league, he's still out. Naturally, they're going to struggle, and they did for the second week in a row. A.J. Dillon averaging three yards per carry. 11 attempts, 33 yards. I mean, yeah. There's nothing to say here because no one's surprised anymore at this lack of production. feels like everyone's just kind of expecting a below-average run game when Aaron Jones isn't in there. But the blocking, they really don't help that interior. And Rasheed Walker starting at left tackle. Look, I like Rasheed Walker, and I think he's played pretty well. But we just don't have the road graders who are going to open lanes big enough for A.J. Dillon's thighs. Am I right, Braun? (laughs) (laughs) He's just got too big. His legs are too big. They're just too big. There ain't room enough in this town for those two legs, I'll tell you. No. (laughs) And uh, the run game didn't help him. That was terrible. And Jordan said, you know what? No run game, no problem. I'm just going to throw it to my guys. Romeo making crazy catches. Jaden making great catches, like we said. So this, it's not exactly a, a consistent formula for winning football games, but... 
it worked yesterday, that's for sure. Uh, let's talk about this offensive line a bit more because David Bakhtiari at the at his locker last week says that him being out in Atlanta was not turf related and his knee is actually injured. The and place I believe he's been him, most active is. is his locker, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I believe him. I understand the knee is a lingering issue, and I'm not that upset about it because, like I said, Rashid Walker is really not that bad. And the Packers, because Zach Tom goes out late in the game too. He's out at right tackle. Guess who fills in there? Yash Nyman. Royce Newman's is... twin brother. <laughs> Yash Nyman playing at right tackle. And look, all those guys, they are not all very good, but they are replacement level offensive linemen. And we have a surplus of them, it seems. Not many teams in the league can say that. And we're so spoiled in Green Bay as Packers fans because we are able to farm offensive line talent Unlike picking up guys in the late rounds of the draft and developing them into starting players who aren't total disasters, most teams do not have that luxury. So the injuries on the O-line, they definitely suck. But the Packers, they're a unique team. They're able to be a bit more conservative, making sure those guys are healthy before they throw them back out there because they have so much talent on the bench. And Griff, at the end of the day, it's enough to win the game. 18 to 17. So you can't complain too much, but we do love to try to get every little detail just like the Packers do. We want to make it perfect. It want, we want it to be perfect every game, every week. It is the NFL, and that's never the reality, especially when Royce Newman's in there. So we just like Let's to Let's point out fun. imperfections. <laughs> We've got a few yeah. imperfections. I was thinking about this with Wicks and with Carrington Valentine, who was starting on defense. Like, do you think these guys are drafted in the fifth round, the sixth round? They come in, and week three, they're starting. Do you think they had any expectation before the draft that they would be coming in in three weeks starting? Not when you're seventh and sixth round picks. Definitely not. It's probably pretty surreal for them, which is cool to see for, for guys that were in training camp and they just make the roster, and now all of a sudden they're playing significant snaps in the NFL. It's probably like a dream. So that's a cool thing when you talk about the person and not just the player. But again, it's it's tough. We want to win football games and we want to have our best guys out there. If they're playing well enough to win, it's hard to complain about it, that's for sure. Let's move on to the defense. Um, there's not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, they played really well. All game, they played really well. It was one of those games where it feels like they're not playing well. And then you get to the fourth quarter and you look up and they've allowed 10 points. It feels like when when you when you have your offense not putting any points on the board, it makes the defenses, you know, those those few plays where the 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 offense does score and and the, the Packers allow they allow 17 points, right? And but that's really nothing in the grand scheme of a football game, especially when your offense isn't doing you any favors and it makes all those all 17 of those points feel much much worse than they would. So again, the defense without having Ja and Rashawn only playing on third downs. He only played 23 snaps, 20 pass rush snaps. Uh, you can't be too upset at it, honestly. So, I'm, I, again, I love where the defense is at from the front standpoint, getting to the quarterback. It's probably as good as we've had it with the combination of youth and then that veteran experience. All that combined into one unit. It's been really, really strong. It's deep. It's just impressive all around, and that's in the middle, that's on the outside, and that's even if you mix in Quay, who can do some things, and Devondre when they rush, uh, even though Devondre is banged up a little bit right now, but having the group that we have in terms of getting to the quarterback, it's as good as we've had in a while in Green Bay. Every week when I watch the All-22, the, the defensive line, I can watch them all day, 
they are so good. Colby Wooden, I had no idea he would be as good as he is so early on in the season in his career. Same goes for Carl Brooks. Devontae Wyatt, dude, is seriously becoming that guy. That guy that we thought he would be last year. I mean, that was based on knowing what we know about Wyatt now. I don't know what we based our opinion on him last year on <laughs> just a few snaps at training camp seeing fly off the ball i guess he gave us some um, some hope for the player he could be but man in the run it's not just the pass rush because he's a phenomenal pass rushing defensive tackle but he is hard to move in the run game he stands up his blocker at the point of attack most of the time it's hard to get around him and that really impresses me coming from him because i had high hopes for him as a pass rusher but he has been holding it down in the run game he is so twitchy with his movements and it's hard to just put him out of the play when he's so quick to get back involved if he if he gets pushed out of his spot so i just i love what he's doing and his his pressure on the quarterback has been so impressive in the hustle with him man i feel like i say this every week but God. He knows. He he knows carrier, how fast it doesn't he matter is. if he's fifty yes. yards down the field. Devontae Wyatt is full sprint going after him, and I love that. Um, another highlight on this defense: only four missed tackles all day long. Week one they had ten. Week two they had eight. This week they only had four. So that was nice. I mean, I think the defense played their best game of the season in terms of all four quarters. They gave up one touchdown, and it was a hell of a throw by Derek Carr to Jimmy Graham, of all people. Jimmy Graham catching another touchdown at Lambeau Field. I think it was his fourth in his career. He played here for two years, I believe, so that's good. Um, But that throw, that was a great throw from Derek Carr. It's tough to replicate that throw, obviously. He even did a slight Lambeau leap, which was nice, and the fans were happy to greet him. That's a a former Packer right there. (laughs) You love Jimmy Graham. That's one of Jimmy Graham. That's maybe the first thing we ever argued about is uh, Jimmy Graham being a good player or not in the year 2019. Our first year doing this show. Those are all on Spotify if you want to go back and listen to those. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were right there, I guess, huh? Oh, yeah, I guess he's still catching touchdowns. Oh, he is still catching touchdowns. I mean, three years later. I guess it's up for Four years later. But that was a great throw from Derek Carr. Tip your hat to the offense on that. Everything else. Tip your hat to Jimmy Graham. And Jimmy Graham, yeah. Everything else, the defense was uh, as good as they could have been. And the punt return, I mean, what can you do? I'm not going to say that. Um, you could tackle them. <laughs> <laughs> Even with the injuries, again, no Jair Alexander out there. Carrington Valentine is starting in his rookie season. He's been in the league for like a couple minutes, and he's starting a game already. Devondre Campbell goes out in the middle of the game, and as soon as he goes out, you could kind of tell that the defense was missing something, especially in the run game. The Saints really started to pick it up on the ground. and You mean Isaiah McDuffie to... didn't fill that role? No, Isaiah McDuffie is really a tough watch for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't believe, I can't believe he's been around for as long as he's been around. You mean but he it can't wasn't... replace the All-Pro? No, it wasn't a total disaster, which, again, that's all we needed to win, baby, because we did win. Rashawn Gary, I can't believe I talked about the defensive line without mentioning him. What a day for him. Five total pressures, three sacks, career high for him, three sacks. Wow. pass rushing snaps. Oh my gosh. He has been, he's been the most efficient pass rusher in the league. I can't wait till he's ready to play a full workload because God, we, we were saying defensive player of the year before the season. And I think I like our chances there. Not that I made that bet, but I wish I did because, wow, he is good. Three sacks, 
they weren't even close. I mean, the the offensive lineman had no chance in defending him on all three sacks. He is a game wrecker. Now, Braun, I did want to play you a voicemail we received last week. Again, we do take voicemails. If you want to call into the show, you can call us at 920-412-7997, or you can email us at todayinsidletown at gmail.com. If you want to get your take on the show, if you want to ask us a question, if you want to come at something that we said, if you disagree with us, come at us. Get on the show. We'll read it. We'll play your voicemail. And uh, we got a voicemail last week after our review of the Falcons game. So I will play that right now. You listening, Bron? Yes. Am I supposed to answer that? Hey, guys. Big fans of the show. Listen to the latest podcast. But I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with your take on Jordan Love. First of all, he's not a game manager. The guy's got six touchdowns, no picks, and the highest passer rating in the league. Game man, and if he keeps, if he stays on par with these kind of performances, which is very plausible, he's in the MVP conversation. And game managers aren't in MVP conversation. This loss isn't on Jordan Love at all. It's on defense and coaching. You're forgetting this team is the youngest roster in the league. It's not one of the youngest rosters in the league. It's not the youngest roster in the league. Jordan Love, he, he, he's going to be the real deal. And I, I understand you guys are younger Packers fans, so you've had the luxury of seeing Aaron Rodgers and what he did. But we don't need that. We don't need another Aaron Rodgers. We just need a, a, the best version of Jordan Love. And I believe Jordan Love will be elite. He will be elite. The arm talent's there. The decision-making's there. Yeah, he, he has, you know, some off-throws sometimes. But you're forgetting this guy – even though it's year four in the system, this is his first full year starting. So he's going to make some mental errors and have some mental lapses, which he did Sunday. But he's going to get better from that. The kid, the kid's got all the talent in the world. And I believe he's going to be an elite quarterback within a year or two. I think you're going to see flashes of him this year. And the Packers are in good hands. I mean, this team, We'll be competitive this year. I think in a year or two, it's, it's going to be a Super Bowl team, considering we draft, have, you know, a draft like we did the last two drafts, and Goodigan brings in some guys that can help this team. The Packers are in good hands with Jordan Love. Appreciate all you guys do. Go back, go. Well, thank you so much for calling into the show. We do appreciate it. Um, I understand you were uh... – I, I think he was disagreeing with me directly with what I said directly last week. I Many of our fans did. do, Griff, it seems. Yeah, yeah, it seems that way, huh? Hey, with both of us. We've both felt this before. <laughs> oh, yeah, but they, um, they don't like you for some reason. Yeah, well, Jordan Love, <laughs> I mean, maybe I was a little too harsh last week when I said he's a game manager. Um, what does game manager mean? Is that an insult? Yeah, it's probably an insult. <laughs> well, it means you're <laughs> but limited. I don't, you said he can't win you games. Again, I don't. I really don't disagree with what I said last week, other than the fact that I said he can't win you games. <laughs> he proved well, me wrong one week later. Um, I mean, it's it. The, the argument to play the little, you know, in your favor, I'd say, for three quarters of that game, it didn't look like he could win any game with the current roster and everything surrounding what had happened. No, I mean, I'll be honest. I felt points. like a genius for three quarters. You you put zero points on the board for three quarters in a row. You can't win any game, let alone a game or whatever. So you can tie. You, 
I guess we no, could I'm, die I'm, in a really, really heated battle. Zero zero. I hope we don't do this every week where we, where I give my new take on Jordan Love in his season because I don't want to ride the roller coaster. And I'm not going to get off of my position that I was on last week, that I was on three weeks ago, that I was on two years ago, which is I think Jordan Love could be a lot of things. I think he could be good. I think he could be really good. I don't see him becoming an elite quarterback. I think a lot of people do see him becoming an elite quarterback. Braun, are you included in that? I just think it's funny that you're about to say, I think he could be good, I think he could be average, and he might be bad. (laughs) Hot take. (laughs) That is what I'm saying. Everybody quote that and put that on a graphic. Thinks Jordan Love could be good, he could be bad, but he might fall somewhere in between that as well. No, what I'm saying is that I think week to week, we can get all kinds of different results from Jordan Love. I think he's going to show us something. I mean, throughout the course of this game, we got a, two different Jordan Loves, two completely different Jordan Loves. And I think no, that's how right. it's going to be yeah. for the rest of the season because I think he is that, that, that kind of quarterback. And maybe that is different from a game manager because you do get the games of really high-end play. And I think Jordan, obviously the jury's still out on where he's going to be in a year's time. But I think he's the type of quarterback who is going to give you some games where he looks like an MVP candidate. And we're probably going to see some games like we did on Sunday for three quarters and like we have at other times throughout this season where it's just he's not there yet. So No, I, I think I this mean, is a good point. I do think this is a good point. I, I, I would say like the the way that it goes being a starter for the first year, even though he's been in here for four years now, it's going to be a little bit of ups and downs. Like, I, I do agree with you there. I think the fact that we're seeing these flashes of excellence already, where you're sitting here, he's thrown seven touchdowns, one pick, and we're two and one, that is a lot more encouraging than it could have been, which is you see like one or two or three really good throws in a game, but he ends the game with one touchdown, two picks, and we lose 31 to 10. So I, th- there's a lot of positives that I would say are that they're better than what it could have been and they would they would be happy if he was just showing flashes once or twice or three times a game but instead we're getting games where he's looking like a premier player and we're getting moments or one or two three times a game where he's looking like maybe he is not making that throw that you want to make or he's making a bad miss it's the opposite which is the better obviously the better thing for everybody I will say this, coming out of the game, I think I was more impressed with the playmakers than I was with Jordan. I don't know if that's how everyone felt. I don't think that's how everyone felt, but, like, when people talk about Jordan's stat line, like, yeah, he's got a great stat line. He's got seven touchdowns, only one interception. Obviously, those that's a great ratio, but I think of it more as, wow, I can't believe Romeo has scored three touchdowns and made all the highlight plays that he has. Jaden Reed has two touchdowns. Dontavian Wicks has a touchdown this year, you know? Like, I'm just really proud of our guys, including Jordan, for being better than I thought they would be, being better than what I think most people thought they would be. I don't think this is a story of Jordan Love being the Messiah and turning into an MVP his first year as the starter. I don't think it's that kind of year for him I think it's a team effort I think everyone in the locker room would tell you that and I think I'm more proud of the group as a whole and I'm not really feeling the um the Jordan Love what seems to be the consensus on Jordan Love 
Griff, this was a lot more fun being able to talk like this after a win as opposed to a loss and being at one and two to be two and one with our hearts up and our eyes up and our, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> to be two and one with our hearts and love. I can't speak. I don't even know what I'm saying. God. Um, love in the air and love in our hair. <laughs> To be sitting here at two and one, love is in the air, and it couldn't be better. Just being here with my buddy Griffin, it's just a, oh, an incredible. Wow. Just is there a better honor? To get emotional, uh, just I love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Can no, we back it up love, here? Man. Yeah. Oh, I'm just just crying here, but I, th- uh, I think we're done here, Jordan. He played I'm great. Done, certainly. Get out. And I was, I mean, what I just said, I don't want to take away from my thoughts on Jordan's game, which was I thought he played really well and he impressed me in that fourth quarter. And he proved me wrong, which is good to see as a Packers fan. I like to be proved wrong when I'm speaking negatively on our team. He proved me wrong. It was great to see. We're done here, right, Brown? Always done with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we got a quick turnaround here. Detroit Lions coming to Lambeau Field on Thursday night. Thursday night. night. Lions are coming to town for this week four matchup on Thursday night football. Great chance to get a little separation in this division. Vikings 0-3, Bears 0-3, Lions 2-1. Great chance to get a little separation. Big game. The top two in the NFC North. But as the NFL stands for, not for long. We're coming for that number one spot. And we will see you next week. I'm excited. That's going to be a good game. It's going to be primetime, first primetime game of the year. I think we've got a lot of them, don't we? A lot of primetime games this year? Yeah, so. we've got five or six if you count a certain uh, later stage Thanksgiving game. game. We're yeah. playing on Thanksgiving. Well, Thursday night, Packers-Lions. Can't wait. Packers 2-1. and one. They've had a great season. Been fun to watch. At the very least, all these games have been really fun to watch. Well, most most of this Saints game was fun to watch. But they've been dramatic. They've been exciting. They've been fun. And I love the way that this team is headed. 2-1, and one, baby. Lions coming up on Thursday night. Let's hope that everyone's healthy and back for that game. And, Bron, let's get out of here. Thank you so much for listening, and Go Pack Go. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, Go Pack Go.